Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Courtside with Beals and Senna's part of the Tennis Channel Podcast Network. We have with us today former top 35 WTA Tour professional CeCe Bellis. CeCe recently announced her retirement from pro tennis this past January. She's currently leading a path outside of the tennis industry. She's had a very interesting journey. Both Steve and I are looking forward to chatting with her. So without further ado, please welcome to the pod, CeCe Bellis. CeCe, thank you for spending time with, with Steve and I today. Of course. Thank you guys for having me. Excited to be here. So, I mean, there was there was some recent news. Obviously, you retired in January, but the other big news, and it's congratulations from both of us, recent engagement to Sam Riffis, the 2021 NCAA champion with the Florida Gators. The Gators are rolling. Ben Shelton, just with the 2022 NCAA champion. Engagement going okay? Wedding plans going okay? Yeah, everything's great. Thank you. Yeah, we're, we're both so excited. And we actually just kind of started planning and we're thinking uh, early next year. Awesome. Awesome. Now, now, again, very important question, probably one of the most important questions we can ask you. And I don't <laughs> think Sam is next to you. So he can't defend himself <laughs> with this. Healthy CC Bellis versus Sam Riffis baseline game to seven. Who's winning? It? <laughs> I mean, my goodness, he's he's so good. It's it'd be tough to to really compete. If I have my day, I might be able to sneak one in. But uh, yeah, I'd have to be playing pretty well. All right, all right. Well, we'll take that answer. Um, you have an obvi- you you obviously have a very interesting journey. We have a lot to unpack. So many great experiences. Um, if you don't mind, if we can start at the beginning, you were born in in San Francisco, right? Sure was. Yeah. And I guess. How did you get started in the sport and when did maybe there was like a first moment, an aha moment, be like, okay, one, I love this sport. And two, I'm pretty good at this thing. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I mean, when I was younger, I played pretty much every sport. Um, I think I counted like eight to 10 sports at one point when I was really little and then kind of narrowed it down to to soccer and tennis as I got older Um, and just kind of chose tennis when I was around 12, 13, as I started playing more national tournaments and I just really like the the individual aspect of it. I love soccer too, but end up going with tennis. You you mentioned some national tournaments, and you know anyone who does research on your junior career, it was an amazing junior career. You won five <laughs> national junior singles championships. Was ranked number one in the girls' 18s in 2014. So what were you 15 at that time? I was yeah 15. I remember Capriati won it at. 13, I think <laughs> he was um, going through it. I mean, amazing. Um, 15 years old, you by winning the, the hard courts that year, you earned a wild card into the open. I know Steve remembers this. I'm sure Steve was at the match, maybe, or at least on the grounds. You got into the open and beat 12 seed Minica Sibokova, who was also very good. She was a runner up the Australian Open earlier that year. Um, if you can kind of share your experiences about that, whether you were overwhelmed with the occasion or, you know, nothing really expected from me, I'm playing the 12th seed Australian Open finalist can just kind of swing free and play free. Yeah, you know, I think it's it's interesting. A lot of players have different mindsets. I was never one that was like, oh, I'm just going to go out and swing for the fences here. I always kind of put a certain amount of pressure on myself to play well and, um, you know, eventually to do well. So Uh, Yeah, I mean, it was obviously an incredible start to my career. I felt super kind of overwhelmed afterwards with with how much kind of media and everything was involved just because I hadn't had that before. But overall, a really cool experience. I mean, Steve, you remember that match, Steve, right? Yeah, absolutely. Do you remember the feeling? I I remember you caused an an enormous amount of excitement. You know, the, the, the word was spreading about you and there you were with that big wind and winning around and 
do you do you remember the sense of of excitement you felt at knowing the public was becoming aware of you and that you were making such an impact at 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 the uh, you know at our Grand Slam championship in the United States? Yeah, I mean, couldn't have happened at a better tournament. I think <laughs> definitely got lucky with with the tournament. Um, still, probably my favorite tournament that uh, that I played. Um, just having it, you know, in our home country and being such a big tournament. Um, but yeah, it, it just was super exciting for me and uh, definitely not expected uh, at that point. And, and, you know, just coming off kind of a junior career. So it was, it was super, uh, a, a great memory, super fun. Incredible, incredible at that young age. And then again, two years later, um, you're back at the US Open, you beat Angelique Kerber. I guess kind of can f- compare the two mind frames going in, whereas the first time just won the hard courts, got the wild card in. Who knows how it's going to happen versus now, a couple of years later, you've had success at the U.S. Open. What was that like this go around? When I played Kerber? Yeah. Um, well, she was, oh my gosh, she won the tournament that year. It was uh, just insane playing her at such a high level. Um, and, you know, going into the match, I'd played five matches. I'd come through quality. So I was, you know, definitely feeling it <laughs> body wise. I was, I was a little, uh, a little tired at that point, but it was such a cool experience. First time playing on Arthur Ashe. And, um, that was definitely overwhelming too, for sure. But, um, gosh, she was such an incredible player at that point. I think, um, a lot of people ask me who is the best player ever played. I think I would say when I played Kerber that year at the U S open, I think she was the best player I've ever played. Were you, um, I guess maybe more overwhelmed in the moment that you knew how big this event was and you knew everything about the U S open at the time, because you had experienced it a couple of years earlier where you really didn't know how big it was going to be, especially after you won that match against Silva Did that maybe make you play a little bit more tighter just because you knew more about everything about the tournament? Um, I don't know if, if it was tighter. I think, you know, going into uh, the tournament when I was 15, I knew how big it was just from watching it, um, you know, a bunch of years when I was younger. So um, I don't necessarily think that played, you know, kind of any role, but yeah, it was, it was crazy playing on Ash the first time. I think that was, um, an overwhelming experience being in front of that many people and on such a huge court for sure. Amazing. Amazing. We, you know, we talked about uh, Sam at the beginning, Sam and, and Ben, both the university of Florida, you know, with your, with winning Nats in 2014, at just 15 years old. Um, was college something that maybe originally was on your mind and then you're like, okay, I'm having pretty good success here. You then go to the open, you beat the 12 seed. Um, was it pretty easy for you to say, let's skip it now. We can go back which by the way, you did, you got your degree. So congratulations on that. Thank you. Um, or was it more complicated? I mean, was that a serious decision that you had with your parents, even with all the yeah. success you had in your junior career? Yeah, that was a serious decision. I'd, um, you know, grown up near Stanford and that's where I wanted to go. I ended up, uh, committing to play there. And then, um, I had a, a really good summer and made it to the third round that year and ended up losing to Kerber at the U S open. And, decided um that I'd be able to go back if I wanted to um at some point so yeah it was it was definitely one of the tougher decisions of my career and I stand by it even though I got hurt and and had to stop I think I had incredible experiences that led me to the point where I'm at now so yeah it was a tough decision but um not something I regret did you feel a little cheated by the injuries because you think of so many of the of the players have these short-term shoulder arm wrist injuries knees and then they're back in a couple of months. And then maybe they go three more years and they have another injury. But yours, in the end, 
it really set you back. Did, did, it, did How much remorse do you have about the fact that your body let you down in a way and didn't allow you to have a longer career? Yeah, I mean, you know, it'd be easy for me to sit here and say, oh, shoot, you know, I wish my career was 15 years longer and I was still playing, but I'm super happy now. And, um, you know, I think where I am now has opened my eyes to a whole different world. And I still have, you know, my foot kind of inside the tennis door, you know, working with Tennis Channel a bit and things like that, kind of on the other side of the not playing, obviously, but on the other side of things. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm super happy. It'd, it'd be easy for me to sit here and say, yeah, you know, it sucked, whatever, and be upset about it. But I'm super happy. I'm super happy with my life. And, um, you know, obviously it, it wasn't anything that I did. Uh, it was a genetic reason that um, ended up, you know, causing all the injuries. So it was really nothing I could do anyway. So, yeah. Was when you came back in 2020, um, you beat Carolina Machova second round of the Australian Open. Were, was that a point where you were actually pain-free or you were never really pain-free? It was more just managing the pain and just kind of, yeah. let's kind of get through the day. Exactly. Yeah. Super, super um, tough because it was so exciting to be back and there, but I knew I was still in pain. And I remember playing a doubles match that year. Um, I think it was at like 7 or 8 p.m. It was starting to get cold and my elbow just started to kill me again. And, uh, yeah, it was just, it was a tough situation, but yeah, it was more, more just getting through it. I knew that, um, there was still underlying issues for sure. I want to go back. If you don't mind something you said, it was interesting. Um, when you talked about the college decision, you talked about that after 2016, when you played Curver in the open, right? So when you won Nats at what, the age of 15, you had not made, you were still saying, you know what? I know I won around at the U.S. Open, whatever, beat the 12th seed, but college was still at the forefront. You had not made your For decision sure. to skip it. No, at that point. no, no. I didn't decide until um, the U.S. Open two years later when I got to the third round. At that point, I felt like I had made some more inroads and uh, I made it to top 100 at that point. That was a big goal of mine. I didn't want to turn pro until I was top 100 in the world um, and I could really, you know, have a decent career um, <laughs> in tennis. So, yeah, it was it was more um it was later on and it definitely is still a huge, um, you know, it was the path I was going to take at that point. Well, you got your degree. I'm seeing that what 3.96 GPA. So Steve, not too shabby on the academic <laughs> front from her, um, you know, wherever life takes you. And I think Steve and I were both interested in this and you kind of mentioned it. Um, we hope you, you know, you stay some in, in some way, shape or form uh, in the sport of tennis. I mean, you have so much, to give you have so many great experiences do you see yourself staying within the sport for hopefully definitely as long as a long long yeah time? i i think so i um in april i started working with tennis channel on the broadcasting side i've been loving it uh, and i definitely plan to continue doing that hopefully um you know working for other companies as well and and i i yeah i really enjoy being being in the in the game still before I want to end asking you if you have any advice to, you know, juniors or, or even young pros on tour, I want to ask Steve, um, you know, Steve, you saw a lot of CC playing and, and just before we let her go and I wrap up, is there any, you know, one or two things you want to, you want to pick her brain about before she has to go? No, I just, I just wonder how, how, when you, tra when you made this transfer to the commentary boxes, as you guys have said, there are a lot of players in that position that, almost still want to be out there but it sounds like in your case you, you really enjoy the other role and that you can do it without 
thinking of yourself being in the shoes of one of those players and regretting that as opposed to enjoying what you're seeing and using your experience as a player to inform the viewers? How, how do you feel about it from that standpoint? Yeah, for sure. No, that's a great point. I think I agree. It's, it is tough for some players to separate the two, but it's been super easy for me. I don't, you know, really have a choice. I couldn't play if I wanted to. So um, I, you know, I, I really enjoy doing it and, and looking at it from the, the lens that you said, for sure. Do you look at the game in a different angle now? Do you see the game differently um, from yeah. up in the booth versus you being on the court? Totally different. Yeah, it's it's so interesting. I think being in a match and and figuring out patterns and stats and everything and how I want to play is, um, I don't know, it's just a different perspective. It's a much wider and broader um, perspective. And I think I, yeah, I can add a lot more to different strategy conversations now from, you know, having a player perspective and then also a viewer perspective. So yeah, it's pretty cool. Have you been able to coach if, if you want to? And I know maybe hitting may be somewhat limited, but would that be something that would interest you? I know you're busy doing some other things right now, but um, on the side or who knows what the future may, may bring with that? Yeah, so um, I have uh, done a little bit just um, here in Orlando, just with the USTA. But um, yeah, I, I can actually still hit um, and train <laughs> if I wanted to. I just can't serve uh, competitively. So that's the thing that's holding me back. But yeah, I can, I go out and hit all the time for fun. And uh, yeah, I love, love giving insight where I can. Awesome. Um, before we let you go, you know, that we'll, we'll give you the form on this. You got some young, real good aspiring juniors or maybe some young professionals. Um, anything you may want to share, anything um, good that, that you went through or wish you had known when you were going through it that you may want to give some advice before we leave? No, that, that's a great question. I think a few things, obviously enjoy it, enjoy every minute. Um, I did, and I, it's such an incredible sport being able to do it professionally or even high level as a junior is an incredible opportunity. Um, and I think, you know, really planning your schedule smart is a huge part of, of not getting hurt. And obviously not in my case, but from a lot of players that I know, um, you know, planning it correctly and how, how you think is, is the best way you're going to be able to perform is super important. Steve and I have talked about this and, and maybe you can speak to this a little bit. Um, you know, everybody is so outcome based, not just in the tennis world, every, you know, in, in any industry you're in. Um, how did you do or how did the coaches work with you on saying, hey, let's just focus on the process. Let's get better every single day. Let's, you know, work on your strength, get your weaknesses a little bit better. Let's not spend all the time on weaknesses, but really keep getting one percent better every day. Focus on the process and then the outcome just becomes a result of that yeah I mean I think that's definitely tougher for younger players to to see since they're earlier on in their career but as you get older you definitely have that mindset um, more often I think and I was always a player that loved to take training blocks and work on things in between tournaments in the season so I was a huge uh, proponent of that awesome awesome well we know you're busy we appreciate your time and um you know, best of luck going forward. Whatever it is you do, you're going to kill it. You're going to crush it. <laughs> Thank you. But I know Steve and I both hope that, and, and you know, you, you kind of said that you would stay in tennis in some way, shape, or form because you got a ton to, to uh, give out there to the world. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Really appreciate it.